Hi, this is Jalen for Dobbs, where tire buying is easy. At GoToDobbs.com, shop brands, sizes, pricing, and our amazing deals. With 40-plus locations, get same-day install. For tires, it's Dobbs. For deals you can use, click on GoToDobbs.com now. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. It's time for the Rutherford Report on 101 ESPN. Anything you folks want to know about the fascinating world of pro hockey, here we go. Let's go to the Brown and Crouppen Celebrity Line, and Jeremy Rutherford joins us here on the opening drive. Good morning, sir. How you doing? <laughs> That's what we want to hear. We're fired up about not only the Blues, but the but the Battle Hawks. Hey, that's, that's a great way to get things started. Was last night the game of the year in the NHL? Oh, that was great, wasn't it? Yeah, the, uh, to turn it off, I think some fans did. I tweeted today, raise your hand if you turned the game off last night after Drysaddle scored. I'm actually getting a lot of people saying they're guilty. They headed off to bed. Uh, I actually tweeted the uh, Oilers win in OT. And uh, <laughs> first time I think I've ever tweeted twice uh, what the final score was. Uh, yeah, right. Because they did score in overtime. And uh, that sharp-eyed Blues bench knew that uh, the, the Oilers were offside. I was amazed, and I said it earlier in the show, JR, that you go to three-on-three, actually four-on-three for Edmonton for a minute, and you're able to withstand the five minutes, and then you get to a shootout with all of that Oilers skill. I'm amazed that the Blues were able to win that game. Yeah, it was pretty amazing. And I think what uh, some people replied uh, to my tweet about going to bed was when they saw Bennington kind of hanging out by the net, they didn't quite think it was over. And if you heard Jordan Bennington in the post game, he said he skated towards the bench, and Craig McTavish said, we think it's offside. So he just went back and started getting ready. So I think it did for me anyway. You look at that situation, you're like, okay, why is he not skating off? And you think the game's still going on. Yeah, then to, to kill off that penalty that carried over into OT, that penalty on Pavel Buchnevich, and then you get to the shootout, and Jordan Benning, or Jordan Kyrou, what a phenomenal game last night. He gets uh, the goal, two assists, four shots, six shots directed at the net, and he gets the uh, shootout winner, the clincher. And uh, he also said that uh, Pavel Buchnevich was the one who gave him a tip on what shot to use, uh, which he did in that uh, shootout. Hey, Jr. we were talking earlier, and I have never seen this. Randy said he'd never seen it. Had you ever seen a, a team penalized for not starting the correct lineup? For a second there, I thought you were going to ask me about Die Hard again, so I'm thankful <laughs> about, the, uh, about the, the, uh, the lineup. Yeah, so this happened, and somebody reminded me. Uh, you know, I didn't quite recall it, but uh, uh, the organist at the Enterprise Center, Jeremy Boyer, said, uh, remember 2010, it was Davis Payne. It was early in his uh, tenure as the interim. And he did. He turned in a lineup that uh, I think Brad Boys was on it, but it was David Perron that was on the ice, and he wasn't supposed to be. And then 14 seconds into the game, they scored the goal. But fortunately for the Blues, it was Brad Winchester, not Perron, because if Perron would have scored that, he would have been the illegal player, and the goal would not have counted. Hmm. So uh, so we have seen that, and I'm sure it's happened uh, throughout the years. And, you know, Craig Bruby didn't want to talk about it after the game. It's just a snafu. It's a one in a million, or I guess in this case, one in every 12 years in St. Louis it happened. <laughs> Uh, but a situation where it's it's the wrong guy out on the ice and uh, you get a penalty for it. Jerry, you had mentioned uh, over the weekend or early in the week about uh, your, your – and it was a great point – about the Blues' lack of 
quality passing. Have have you asked anybody about that? And is is that something that if you work on it, it can get better? Yeah, it's hard to you know get into an in depth conversation with some of these athletes who've been doing that for years and years and years. Hey, what is the issue with being able to complete a ten foot pass? Um, you know, typically, Randy, when you talk to them or you ask Craig Berube that question that you just asked, it's you've got to execute, got to be better. I, I just think that, you know, as I watched the Blues game last week and, and had that thought, you know, it's the one thing, the, the bugaboo that uh, you just don't think about when you're watching NHL hockey and watching Blues hockey and talking about these guys who've played the game their whole life. But, you know, I don't know if it's a confidence issue that, you know, keeps you from, from making the, the simple passes, but those passes, whether it be out of the zone or even in the offensive zone. And sometimes, Randy, it's not even just, you know, executing a pass. It's trying a pass that's not even there. Uh, it's leading to a lot of turnovers for this team and often, especially early in the season, a lot of goals against. So, uh, to me, if you had to boil it down, you know, what's been the Blues' biggest issue? You can talk about PK. You can talk about defending, boxing out, things like that. But to me, it's as simple as making a nice, short, crisp pass. Along those lines... There is also a skill in receiving passes because a lot of players, uh, there's a reason that fourth liners are fourth liners. A lot of players can't receive a pass and maintain possession of the puck, right? Even if the pass is perfect, uh, I told the old Brett Hull story about passing to Basil McRae and it bounced off Basil's <laughs> thing. Yeah, and, and he, what, what part of the tape do you want it on? Uh, but it, there, it's not as easy, again, as a lot of guys make it look. Yeah, you should. I had somebody come up to me yesterday and say, Randy, t- tell them that story about the Holly and Basil and the tape story <laughs> yesterday. So uh, it's, it's a great story. But, the uh, yeah, it's the same situation. You know, it's one thing to give the pass, Randy, but you have to be able to receive it too. And, you know, I don't know you go as far as to call it an art, but uh, it really is a skill. Like uh, to be able to, and I've never played the game, you say that first and foremost, uh, but to be able to, you know, just – and take that pass and, and let it hit your stick and let it come into your stick. And obviously your stick's going to come back a little bit and just receive it and receive it without bobbling it, receive it without ricocheting off your stick and heading into the corner. You know, that's something that uh, needs to be done, especially when you got skilled passers like you do in the NHL, because they can put that uh, puck on your tape. Uh, sometimes Basil might not be able to, uh, to receive it but uh, when you do that you know the game is so fast that when you do that you, you catch it in stride and you're off to the races or you're taking a shot and the plays uh, in the back of the net so uh, that's a big time big time point you're making there hey jr the uh pass from kairu to tarasenko for the game tie and goal i thought was uh was an amazing play but i was more excited about the 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 excitement between those two after the goal can you speak to that and, and kind of it feels as though the team may be starting to jail i don't feel like that moment would have happened earlier in the season especially when they were on that eight game losing streak yeah carrie and let's look at that play for one second because you get so caught up in the goal there's 20 seconds left they tie the game you know what a great comeback uh five on five but look at that play that puck comes around the net and Darnell Nurse has it. He's got a chance to get rid of it and it's over and, and the Blues lose. But he goes up the middle of the ice with it. Vladimir Tarasenko gets a stick on it, knocks it down. It goes back behind the net. That's where Connor McDavid, the world's greatest player, has the puck. And Jordan Cairo, who we've been giving so much trouble to for not playing hard, not doing the things he needs to do, he bumps Connor McDavid off the puck and then gives a pass that we just said the Blues haven't made a lot of right to Vladimir Tarasenko for the goal. It was just a tremendous play. All the way around, you rewind that tape, there's about three or four players who made plays uh, on that sequence that, that made that goal happen. 
And, you know, you're right. I think you do see a lot of motion. Certainly you're going to see that with 20 seconds left in, in, in the game and you tie it and you send it to OT and then later on get the win. I do think there's been more motion lately. I think when you got a group of players, I always say you know better than I carry on that one. Uh, backs against the wall, being how told that how, how being told how bad they are, and to be able to put together a stretch here lately, uh, winning some games and winning a couple in OT that uh, you can tell these guys are feeling it a little bit. All right, Jr. You you've mentioned the word emotion a couple of times here in the in this segment. Can that emotion carry over to tonight? Two parter here, and with that being the case, do you play Jordan Bennington tonight? Yeah, I think that definitely can. I think what we've seen lately here from the Blues, uh, the win against Nashville, played a really good game there, and then to, to do what they did last night, you know, it, it should carry over. If it doesn't, then then something's wrong. Uh, with Bennington, you know, I think you could. I think if I had to guess, and I don't know the answer yet, I, I think they go with Grice. I think they've done a good job writing Bennington because, uh, you know, he's the guy who's getting it done, and, and he's the guy who's got the history of getting it done. So, um, you know, Thomas Grice's last outing, Winnipeg had a tough game, but you can't completely go away from Grice. You're just going to wear Bennington out. He's already started about 80% of the games, you know, so again, don't know the answer. Bennington could be back in net tonight, but I think especially uh, five game road trip, a couple back to back. So they're going to have to be careful here. Uh, you get to the break and you're going to get a couple days off true. So maybe some people are saying, you know, ride Bennington until the break. But uh, with these back to backs, I think that Grice has to get one of them. JR, every Blues fan knows how cool and unemotional Doug Armstrong is. I got to tell you, if I were the Blues general manager, there would be days like today where I would be saying, hey, we got a chance to win the Stanley Cup. But a week ago, I would have been calling other general managers saying, okay, what do you give me for Tarasenko and O'Reilly? <laughs> right? It's, it's a roller coaster. And he, fortunately, I guess for Blues fans, he doesn't ride the roller coaster like we do. He doesn't. He doesn't. He's been saying that for years. One of his uh, things that he says a lot is, you know, he watches from 35,000 feet. You know, he's up in an airplane looking down at everything. You know, I remember a couple, uh, I guess a month ago, when he was asked about Jordan Cairo, he said, look, if I analyze this guy's career in five or ten game segments, it's never going to work out. i gotta, yeah, I got to step back and, and watch it. And now look at uh, Jordan Cairo. So, you know, what Doug Armstrong does is, is something he's learned over the years is to watch uh, from 35,000 feet. And I think, uh, you know, he's probably got his feelings on where he's going to go with this thing. And I don't know that any one game, even a game like last night, is going to change it, Randy. But, you know, even as a writer who writes about this team almost every day, you write something critical and you write that they need to break this group up or you write that they they need to, to look into trading this guy or that guy. And then you look at the standings and you're three, four points out of third place in the Central Division. Now, that doesn't mean I'm saying that they're going to, you know, go two, three rounds or win a Stanley Cup. But it's a big thing to make the playoffs financially and for uh, the organization uh, as a whole. So I think that uh, when you're Doug Armstrong, you definitely have to weigh all those things when you're looking at these uh, big decisions that he's going to have. JR, the Blues play tonight and then they're off Saturday and Sunday. So what does the Rutherford family do on essentially a weekend off? We are a hockey family now, especially yeah. uh, in the winter. So, yeah, I got a little guy that, that plays hockey, and we've got a game uh, tonight. Kind of fun because uh, we're a Merrimack Shark family, and uh, when you go down to Enterprise and you bump into the Joey Vitales, you know, they're Kirkwood and different clubs, uh, we're always giving each other the gear. So hopefully uh, the Sharks are at Kirkwood tonight. Hopefully we can uh, steal a win, and I can uh, shoot Joey Vitale a text tonight. Love it. <laughs> hey, have a great weekend. Thanks so much for the time. We appreciate it, and we'll be reading your great work at The Athletic. All right, thanks, guys. You too. See you, JR. Jeremy Rutherford with us.
on 101 ESPN. Next up, Carlos Rodon has a new contract. With one of the best savings rates in America, banking with Capital One is the easiest decision in the history of decisions. Even easier than choosing Slash to be in your band. Next up for lead guitar. You're in. Cool. <laughs> yep, even easier than that. And with no fees or minimums on checking and savings accounts, is it even a decision? That's banking reimagined. What's in your wallet? Terms apply. See CapitalOne.com slash bank for details. Capital One and a member FDIC.